0: and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Living life
1: for Christ, she's a happy girl.
0: The person who puts their trust in the Lord doesn't have cause to worry, even during difficult and tough times. Instead, the man who puts their trust in the Lord will flourish, even in the most difficult of circumstances. Join us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim takes us on a Bible journey, finding meaning in Jeremiah 177 7-8, which says, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, And whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Follow us through the Scriptures, as we find the peace God gives to those who place their full faith and confidence in Him.
1: Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. Let's open up our time together with prayer. Lord, I would ask that you would open up our hearts and our minds and that you would just reveal to us what you would have us through this journey, through the scriptures to learn. Lord, I would ask that you would give us a peace that passes understanding and a joy unspeakable and allow us, Lord, to embrace the confidence and knowing that we can have the abundant life that you have promised us. Lord, I would ask that you would remove me from this message and that you would have full reign and, Lord, that your word would go out. And we know that when your word goes out, it will not come back void. So, Lord, we're asking for you to do what you do. We're asking for you to strengthen us, encourage us, and most of all, Lord, help us become more of what you'd have us to be. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. We talk about trust all the time. We are careful to talk about trust in the Lord with all thine heart and in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Depart from evil, fear the Lord. The Proverbs three, five, six, 6, and 7, it'll roll off of our tongues. And that is an amazing thing because the Psalmist David told us that we are to hide the word of God in our heart, that we would not sin against the Lord, so that we would understand the statutes and the commandments, the do's and the don'ts, and that we would have what we needed and be fully equipped to live the abundant life that God has promised us. But many of us seem to be falling short of that. We're just not living an abundantly joyful life. And for a lot of us, some days seem like a chore. They seem like drudgery. And there are sometimes medical reasons why people have issues. There are also days that things happen and kind of catch us off guard. But praise the Lord, nothing ever catches the King of Kings and Lord of Lords off guard. And so some days we are better than we are at other days. But as a whole, the child of God who has the indwelling of the Holy Spirit within them, who understands who God is and takes him at his word, is going to live the joyful, abundant life that God has asked them to live. And that's going to come from trusting in the Lord. Not trusting in themselves, not trusting in knowledge, not trusting in their wealth, not trusting in their friends, not trusting in science, not trusting in philosophy, but trusting in the Lord. And I think so often we say, trust in the Lord, that we often do not stop and pause to think about what does that really mean? And what are the benefits or the fruits of trusting in the Lord? And there are many. And so over the next few moments that we're together, we're going to talk about what we get from trusting in the Lord. First of all, there is a spiritual security in believing and trusting in the Lord. When you believe and trust in the Lord with such confidence that you rely on him, And you find your hope in him. Now, this is not a hope so kind of idea. I hope it will work out. I hope things are good. No, this is that belief, that strength, that joy, that motivation, that inspiration, that hope. That we get that we know that life is not all despair because the King of Kings is going to take care of us and because everything is under his control because we know that the Psalmist David told us that all things were under his feet. We know that we can be loved and comforted by him because in Psalms 91 we are told that he covers us with his feathers. When we have a working knowledge of the scriptures, when we know the promises such as he said and that he would never leave us nor forsake us, when he said that I will come again and surely receive you under myself, when he said I'll supply all of your needs, when he said I will strengthen you, when we read about the three Hebrew children in a fiery furnace and the fourth man is likened to the Son of God and they are thrown into the fiery furnace, but that fourth man kept them when we realize that that fourth man that's keeping them is still the same one who will keep us until the end. These are the things that knowing and trusting in God will cause our faith to flourish. When we understand who God is, when we know what the character of God is, then we are able then to figure out who it is we're relying on. And we see that he's, he's perfect and that he loves us and that we're the apple of his eye. And his track record is unblemished. He's never lost a battle and he's not going to start by losing yours. These are the things that understanding who God is helps us build our trust. It's knowing who God is. And when we know who he is, it's easy for us to trust him. And when we trust him, we watch him deliver us time and time again, and that continually increases our faith. So when you come to rely on him and you find your hope in him, Your faith in God is strong, and you're going to trust him for all things and in all circumstances. In this passage that Erica read in your hearing, in Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8, Jeremiah likens this person, the person whose confidence and hope is in Jesus Christ, is like a tree that is planted by the waters. Now, this is a beautiful picture that Jeremiah paints for us. Because a tree planted by the waters is in the perfect place to be nourished, to be fruitful, to be satisfied, and to be productive. It's going to have everything that it needs. And so the person whose faith and trust and confidence and hope is in Jesus Christ is going to have the same results. Their life is going to be one that is nourished by the Lord. In Philippians 4.19, we are told that he will provide all of our needs according to his riches in glory. Since the scriptures tell us that all things are under his feet, we know that there is nothing that will be too hard for him. There'll be nothing that is too small for him. And there will be never a time when his supply of our needs will be exhausted. And so like this tree that's planted by the waters, we're going to have all the nourishment that we need. He is the bread of life. He will sustain us, and he is all that we need to sustain us. In Galatians chapter 5, 22 through 23, we're told the fruits of the Spirit. Now, in this analogy that Jeremiah is giving us, where the tree is planted by the water and it's fruitful, it means it produces fruit. And so by our works, people are going to know who we are in Christ Jesus. Jesus and we are going to be healthy in Jesus. Our life isn't going to be one that is dark and in despair. It is going to be growing, and it is going to be light, and it is going to be fruitful. Now, when I thought about that, I realized that Jeremiah is talking about that, that the tree planted by the waters is going to produce the fruit that it is supposed to f- produce. So if it's a walnut tree by the waters, it's going to produce walnuts. If it's an orange tree by the waters, it's going to produce oranges. If it's an apple tree, it's going to produce apples. And it led me to believe that God is also telling us in this particular passage that as Christians that are trusting and hoping and flourishing in God, we should be producing the fruits of the Spirit that he tells us about in Galatians 5, through 23. And this is what he says. He says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperaments against such There is no law. So when you think about a Christian, they shouldn't look like they've been baptized face forward in pickle juice. They should have a fruit of the living, loving God within them, and they should be people who are not completely bitter in this world. They shouldn't be people whose disposition is of hate, who's causing strife, who is never dependable, who isn't someone who is spreading the love and grace and mercy of Jesus. No, this verse in Jeremiah explains to us that as a tree planted by the waters, we should be fruitful. That means we should be productive, that we should be contributing to society and more importantly, we should be exhibiting the fruits of the Spirit as told us in Galatians 5, and 23. So we should have the characteristics of Jesus. We should love one another. We should spread joy and peace. We should be patient and gentle with those that are around us. We should be doing good and we should have a strong sense of faith. And we should be people who are easy to get along with and not people who are always causing strife and stirring the pot. See, we are given all that we need to be all that he asks us to be, and so when you choose to live contrary to what the Scripture says the child of God is, that's a choice that you're making. And then I have to ask, if you're making a choice to purposely do something God has commanded you not to do, how much do you love him? How much do you really trust him? And do you honestly know who he is? One of the things we see in this verses of Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8, is that the tree that's planted by the water is also satisfied. Now in John chapter 4 and verse 14, he tells us of a water that he gives the woman at the well that she'll never thirst again. See, people are longing to be satisfied. People in this world are seeking whatever they can to dull their pain, to dull their memories, to give them happiness for a moment. But the only joy that we can have is going to be found in Jesus Christ, and it is found in his living water. And in John chapter 4 and verse 14, he says, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Jesus will fill every need that you have. Jesus will fill that hole that you're craving to belong, that hole inside of you that you're trying to find your purpose in life. Jesus will fill Your every need, including the need that you have that you're longing for that you just can't dull with drinks, you can't dull with Drugs. You can't dull with recreational behavior. You can't dull with illicit sex. There's nothing you can do to fill that void in your life because that void in your life is there to be filled with Jesus. And he and he alone is the only thing that will satisfy you. And when you put your faith and your trust and your confidence in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, he will fill you to overflowing, and he will satisfy you, just as he did the woman at the well, and you will never thirst again for that spiritual longing deep within you that nothing else in this world will ever satisfy. And then in Galatians 6, 9, we are told this. He says, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And this analogy that we're given in Jeremiah 17, verses 7 through 8, that that those who put their trust in the Lord will find that he nourishes them, that he creates in them a fruitfulness, and that they are satisfied will also be productive. They will be contributing to those around them, and they'll be contributing the gospel of Christ to a lost and dark world. See, when we're productive, we're going to have to sometimes push through because sometimes you're going to be tired. This verse in Galatians 6, 9, which says, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not, tells us to keep on keeping on. You got to keep on the firing line for Jesus. And when you have placed your trust in him, when you've put your hope in him, when you have full confidence of who he is and that he will do what he says he will do, when you have a strong faith in him, when you are rooted and grounded in God and you have this strong sense of faith, this confidence in God will produce in you a knowledge and an absolute assurance that God will care for you and provide for you. In Matthew 5, 14 through 16, he says to let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And in front of that verse, he begins to tell us that we have a light to shine into a dark world, that we don't hide it under a bushel. No, no. We put it out for all the world to see. And that's what happens when you are rooted and grounded in the Lord. And let me tell you that a tree whose roots are deep is not easily swayed or pushed. The deeper the roots, the stronger the tree. And the deeper your roots are in the word of God, the stronger your relationship will be with Jesus. And when you are grounded and rooted in the word of God, when your faith is strong in who God is and you understand his character, when you are sure of what God can do and of how much he loves you, you're not going to be easily pushed in this world. You're going to stand strong and your light is going to reflect your relationship with Jesus. So if you've got a dim light, it's not about Jesus. It's about how much of Jesus you're allowing to have control over you. Jesus' light cannot be quenched, but you can choose to hide it. But when you let the light of Jesus out and you lift him up, he'll draw all men unto him, and his word will not go void. Don't think that you are in any way powerful enough to snuff out Jesus. You just have the free will to choose whether you allow him to shine through you or not. You see, those people who put their trust in Jesus and they reflect the light in a way that God has asked us to reflect him, they live their life with a hope and an expectation that nothing's going to harm them or overtake them. They have peace. Isaiah, Isaiah 26.3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. You want peace in this world? Trust in Jesus. You want peace in this world? Take him for what he says he is. You want tr- peace in this world? Trust him enough to learn of him, to understand who he is. Because the Christian who is grounded and rooted in Christ won't fear when the heat comes and trouble finds its way into their path. No, because they know that greater is him that is in him than those that are in the world. See, they know that the Jesus in them is greater than the demons, the devil, the troubles, the obstacles, anything there is in the world. And Psalms 118.6 says, The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do unto me? You need to fear the Lord whose soul rests in him. Your eternity, whether or not you spend eternity in hell or whether you spend eternity in heaven, is solely a choice you get to make. And if you don't trust in Jesus, if you don't put your hope in him, if you don't have your confidence in him, you will spend eternity in hell, which was never meant for you. He did not send you there. You freely chose to go there. And you did it besides and over top of and in spite of the fact that he died on the cross for you, shedding his blood, and that he wishes that none should perish, but that all should come under repentance. Jesus loves you. This I know from Genesis to Revelations. He tells me so. Do you know him today? Do you understand who he is? Because if you're a child of God that is seeking the will of God and following his commandments and living a life that is pleasing to him, You can live the Psalm 37 for life, which is delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. You'll have peace in the storms. You'll remain calm in troubled waters. And you're going to live a victorious life because sin doesn't have dominion over you. The devil doesn't rule you. But you'll have the peace of God which keeps your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. During good times and bad times and all the times in between. The child of God who has firmly put their trust in God. And who is believing the promises of God. And living in the love, the grace, mercy, and fullness of Jesus continues to produce life-giving fruit regardless of the circumstances around them. They are planted by the river of life, which is Jesus Christ. They march to the beat of a different drum. They are looking to God, the author and finisher of their faith, for all their needs, all their wants, and all their desires. So how can someone do that how can someone endure the pain and the hardship and the trouble without experiencing the worry the angst and the heartache that comes with it there's only one way to do that there's only one way to defeat the worry and the problems of this world and that is to fully wholly and completely believe that God is in control and that he has your best interests at heart To choose to put your faith, your trust, and your confidence in a God that cannot fail. You've got to fully believe and fully be committed to carrying out your faith in such a way that demonstrates to your heart and your mind and to all around you that he will carry you through your troubles, your heartaches, and that he will deliver you from every problem. When you come to that kind of faith, you're going to be living, expecting God to do what he's promised. And then you will live in the peace that expecting God to deliver you, to care for you, to instruct you, to guide you, to love you. That's the peace that comes from fully knowing who God is. When you believe that, when you're looking for those expectations, you will never be disappointed because he will never fail. You can be very sure that God will fulfill his commitment to you. But the question I ask those of you who are listening today is, can he count on you? To fulfill your commitment to Him? Can He count on you to be instant in season and out of season? To at a moment's notice drop everything and fulfill what He is asking you to do? Can He count on you to love Him with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind? Can He commit to you those things he has for you because you have committed your life to him and are living in such a way that you can receive them. My friend, Jesus loves you, and you are loved. And he will never fail you. So perhaps the greatest question asked today as we spend our time in the scripture, isn't about what God is doing for you or what he will do for you. It's really the challenge of what will you do for him. I encourage you from the depths of my heart that you are a Proverbs 3, 5 through 7 person. That you trust in the Lord with all your heart that you lean not into your own understanding, but in all your ways you acknowledge him so that he can direct your paths. Don't be wise in your own eyes. You will surely fail. But fear the Lord and depart from evil. Today's the day you can claim First John 1, 9 and confess your sins and allow him to forgive you. And then you too can place your whole faith, your full confidence, and complete trust in a God that will plant you by the waters, and nourish you, make you fruitful, completely satisfy you, and give you purpose as you produce his fruits in your life. Remember, Jesus loves you. You. Are
0: loved. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com/watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our heavenly Father. And it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the Gospel Group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved.